cliffcentral.com. All right, let's turn our attention. I'm always happy to see Sean Sanders, but I'm especially happy to see him on a Friday. And, Sean, it's always a good thing to check in with you because we don't do a regular um, financial or economic update anymore, and you are kind of our, our guy when it comes to figuring out what the hell's going on. So since we last spoke, what has happened? We're going to find out in a minute. Sean Sanders is the co-founder of Revix, and, of course, as you know, the world is changing. Your investments should, too. If they aren't, you need to ask yourself why not. In a market that we've never seen before, don't guess Diversify. Revix is an intelligent investment platform that allows anyone anywhere to build a diversified portfolio or bundle of assets in just a few clicks. Someone was asking me about Revix just this week, and uh, they're obviously very excited about what's going on with the gold price, Sean. Do you want to start there? Yeah, why not? 100%. It's been a very good run for gold. I mean, gold is nearly back at all-time highs. It's at eight-year highs, and it seems like every week or so that we talk, we're talking about a new high with gold. And I suppose that comes with the stimulus that, I mean, this last week, the ECB injected uh, just short of a trillion euros into the system, which is absolutely, again, we, we're always talking about these numbers, and it's just starting to become funny money. Um, and the more stimulus that enters the system, obviously, the more people feel a little bit pessimistic about what the future is going to hold, a little uncertain with the financial system, and they're moving into gold. But of, so, course, of course, governments don't feel this way. They feel that if they're giving people, in inverted commas, free money, people are loving that. And, and everyone wants the free money. I mean, even President Cyril Ramaphosa last night was talking about how much he's dishing out of, of money that isn't his. Because let's be fair, governments don't make money. They take money from people who've made money. And he was talking like, oh, everybody's getting a free holiday. You're getting a free holiday and you're getting a free. It's like Oprah Winfrey's show. <laughs> but this, yeah. why is this not good, Sean? I mean, explain it to idiots, because there are people who think this is great. Well, how's this for a statistic that I read yesterday, right? So there's 6 billion euros of debt that is being injected into the system every single day. <laughs> now, when do you pay that back, right? And that'll last us up until January next year. And that's just Europe, right? That's not even including the US and all the rest. Mm-hmm. When you're injecting that much debt into the system, who pays for it? Is it pensioners down the road? Do you not pay back the debt? And this is all great when you've got very low interest rates like what we have today. But when those interest rates start to creep up, mm-hmm. that free money seems to be quite costly. And I mean, this is probably the most staggering statistic you can actually see out there. You've got $217 trillion. That's the highest number I think I've ever said in my life. Dollars of debt currently in circulation. And that so, is a very big systemic risk. So that ex- is a explain, very it, big risk explain it to people in terms they'll understand. Like if, if I go to the bank and I borrow a million rand, that doesn't mean I'm a million rand richer. It means I have, I have yeah. to pay back a million rand at some point. It's not a good position to be in. Anyone who has credit card debt will know what that feels like, right? Exactly. So your net asset value is your assets, less your liabilities. And if you take out a million rand loan, your liabilities have increased by a million and you maybe got some cash in your bank, so you've got a million. So you're actually no better off. And when that interest starts to tick over, you actually become poorer. So unless you're using that money for the benefit of yourself and earning more money, that's a liability really more than anything else. So that's really why a lot of people are moving into gold. I mean, we've spoken about this a few times before. You've got Goldman Sachs, Citibank, a whole bunch of these analysts are coming out saying gold's going to go well through $2,000. I mean, it's about $1,860 now. And then after $2,000, you know, how much more upside is there? Because you've never seen this sort of uh, unprecedented money injection into the system. 
So, I mean, where does it go from here? I guess that's the big question, and that's a big systemic risk with all the you know, pandemic fears that have kind of erupted over the last while. Is gold okay. a good option in the portfolio? So, so let's talk about people who have been responsible, who despite the fact that um, many of us live from hand to mouth, there are some people who've been saving, who've been careful about their money, who've tried to invest it in places where it gives you a return. Those people are sitting now going, I'm not going to let the governments of the world and a whole bunch of irresponsible people who are borrowing left, right, and center and using money which they don't actually have. I'm not going to let that happen to me. Where can I put my money that will keep it safe. And you mentioned gold. What else is there? So there's non-inflatable assets. Call them real assets. I mean, commodities are perhaps the oldest form of these real assets. And the reason being is that you've got a limited number or a limited quantity of these commodities in existence. So gold, silver, platinum, you name it. Mm -hmm. You've then got something of a more controversial topic would be Bitcoin because you've only got a limited number of Bitcoin that will ever be in circulation. You have 21 million Bitcoin. Right. So the scarcity element, when you've introduced more money into the system, means that each of those units of one of these scarce assets becomes more valuable in rand or euro or dollar terms. And that's really the player. You want to look for these assets. Property seems to do well in times of inflation and when you're seeing a lot of stimulus in the system. Um, so, yeah, hard, real assets. I mean, I think there's a, you know, a big argument to be made for oil as well. I think given where oil's been, and again, this is not financial advice, but given the lows of oil this year, there's a lot of upside potential. And I think people should evaluate building a diversified portfolio of non-currency-based assets. So don't hold cash right now. I mean, if you started this year holding 10,000 Rand, you'd be actually holding about 6,500 Rand worth of dollars right now. Mm -hmm. So that is the, the fear because holding hard currencies, obviously inflation comes about, that depreciates your wealth. And then when you're in emerging markets like South Africa, you are losing out because of you know, city government policy. And so so what, is, what is happening with the RAND at the moment? Well, the RAND strengthened over the last while. I mean, you've seen the South African Reserve Bank, uh, they came out and they lowered interest rates to lowest levels since you know, we had interest rates introduced, um, which is quite remarkable. And you've seen a lot of optimism come into the market because you've seen the S&P 500, that's gone back up to pre-COVID levels. The Nasdaq's hit all-time highs. So stock markets are really optimistic, but they're not optimistic because of what's going on inside the economies. They're optimistic about the stimulus that the government's providing. So when you've got a government or central bank that's able to come out and say, listen, we'll bail you out. We'll make sure that the system continues no matter what. I mean, of course, people are going to be like, well, fantastic. I'll put my money in companies that are never going to go away. Mm -hmm. um, it isn't the risk of liquidation and all the rest. And just kind of by virtue of that sort of sentiment, you're then seeing a lot of people move into the rand or moving to the rand. But will that continue? I mean, that's a big question. If you see unemployment at 31% and you see that continue, then you will see the rand continue to weaken. And that's why you're seeing so much money leaving South Africa. So I certainly would be very wary of holding rands right now. They call that capital flight. Yes. Okay, so let's talk quickly about... Um <clears throat> decentralized finance, okay? Because this is now the popular buzzword of 2020 and probably is going to be similar in popularity to that 3D printing uh, revolution that we're still waiting for, <laughs> where, people, yeah. where people are basically making machines at their house from plastic printers. Um, it hasn't happened yet. The Internet of Things, where your fridge orders its own stuff to refill it, that hasn't happened yet to the degree that everybody promised it would. But, I mean, COVID's put the brakes on a lot of things. So let's not uh, get overexcited. What is this decentralized finance 
discussion all about? Help us sound clever at the next dinner party that we get asked about it. Yeah, so DeFi, I mean, if you look at the Google search trend for this, it pretty much looks like Tesla's stock. It's literally just like directly vertical up and to the right. Now, in a nutshell, decentralized finance, or and a lot of people call it open finance, is, as the name implies, financial services, uh, but without centralized companies or institutions. And it's the notion that financial systems can be recreated in a more accessible and lower-cost way. So if you think about traditional financial products, you've got savings accounts, insurance, loans, mortgages, blah, blah, blah. We know these financial products today, and they only exist with big financial institutions. So you go to a big financial institution to open a savings account or to get a loan or to get a mortgage. But now what happens if that was to be made a little bit more like the Internet, so a little bit more peer-to-peer, and maybe where you could deal with uh, directly with friends or families, and you just use applications rather than maybe relying on these big financial institutions. And that's what's really driven DeFi now into, I guess, mainstream media. This was always something that was a little bit on the fringe. Uh, it was seen as, you know, impossible. How can you take down big banks and all the rest? But and I had a laugh about this. I was speaking to um, an investment banker in the UK the other day, and we got into the topic of, you know, what is probably the most trending topic when it comes to marketing for banks, certainly challenger banks. It's actually uniting against these bigger banks to say, like, this industry sucks. These incumbents are absolutely useless at what they do. No one likes their bank. You've got an entire marketing strategy positioned towards how useless an industry is. Right. Like, that has to be the first sort of indicator of a demise of, a, of an industry, just as a, as a bit of a side note. But, you know, essentially the goal of DeFi is to reconstruct the banking insurance and investing system in an open, permissionless way. And when I say permissionless, I'm really just trying to be fancy and you know, use some blockchain jargon to talk about how a company individual entity doesn't have to give permission, like a bank gives you permission to utilize their service. When you say you've got a permissionless sort of operation or service, you can do this without anyone giving you permission to do it. So let me go into a few examples because I think a lot of people get caught up on, you know, what is permission, permissionless, what is DeFi, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So there's something out there at the moment called Compound. And what Compound allows you to do is essentially use your cryptocurrency. And remember, cryptocurrency today isn't just Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, yeah. et cetera. Sure. It includes stable coins such as USDC. These are tied to US dollars. Now, you can go and using this Compound application, which is just an application that is very much like an application on your phone, you can deposit your cryptocurrency, so your US dollars, into Compound and earn an interest rate on that. Now, what's the beauty of that? Obviously, you've just replaced the savings account function of a bank. And that's what's got a lot of people really, really excited. Because now all of a sudden, I mean, really, what is a bank? It's a whole bunch of different services that are being offered. So now you offering that savings function. And if you extend that a bit further, and I mean, you go beyond just the world of finance, and um, you can start thinking of projects like Gollum. Now, what Gollum does, and I'm sure you guys run through either Azure or Microsoft, or, or sorry, or Amazon Web Services, mm-hmm. but the most expensive part about any cloud computing is the computational part of that. You pay a lot of money to these institutions to have CPUs run various processes for you. Right. Especially with us. I mean, when somebody goes to make an investment, there's a whole bunch of prices that are you know, collected. There's mm-hmm. a, quite a lot of processing required to do that. And we pay a lot of money every single month. Now, imagine you had an application that could connect you with a whole host of different individuals that would give you their CPU power. So you could use a, your computer at home essentially to help processing for other people. You could process 
business applications and all the rest. Now that seems a little bit out there as well. And that's actually a project that's currently live. And again, on the Ethereum blockchain, another project is Filecoin. So what Filecoin does essentially is just acts like, again, Amazon Web Services or Azure um, or, or, or any of the big other cloud providers. And what they do is they allow you to rent your hard drive space on your computer. So mm. you can rent out a terabyte of hard drive space and be rewarded in that Filecoin token. And this is, again, a really exciting development because you're disintermediating these centralized institutions. And, and so, people can make money while they sleep, essentially, which is, you know, you kind of allow, yeah. allow some of the processing power of the machine you have to, to generate some value. Uh, Sean, we're running out of time, but basically um, all of these things are, are part of what you guys are constantly paying attention to. And I know that for people who are a little bit nervous about where to put their money, you should – Probably diversify, and I'm not going to tell you where to put your money because I'm not a financial services provider or a, or a or a you know an authorized f- finance. You know, what do you call them? Um, uh, advisor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one of those people. But I can tell you that you you should have a little bit of money in different places so that you could test out which one works best for you. And you need to check out Revix. It's free to go and register. Uh, you can verify your ID, add some funds. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, right, Sean? 500 bucks can start you off. Yeah, 500 rand. And if you're getting excited about the future of DeFi or you know some of these other applications, you know, we've got a smart contract bundle, which gives you exposure to Correct. sort of like the backbone of what's holding this uh, decentralized financial ecosystem together. You can invest in gold with us through our PAX Gold token. That's physical gold held in London vaults that is backed by each of the tokens that we we offer on our platform, and again, it's just 500 grand to get started. Uh, if you want to invest in Bitcoin, you can go and do so. And another interesting thing we haven't actually spoken about all that much is that we've got USDC coin on our mm. platform, which so, means that if you're sitting in South, South Africa or another emerging market, you don't particularly want to have your you know, your hard currency or your soft currency, I suppose, your RANDs sitting in your local currency, then you can move that into USDC and hold a hard currency. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Sean. And you can find out more by going to at Revix Invest on social media. So that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Revix Invest. And go along to Revix.com for more information. That's R-E-V-I-X.com. Good to see you again, man. Fantastic. Thanks, Have guys. Have a good weekend. Cheers, cheers. There's Sean Sanders. Cliffcentral.com.